It is talking in stations. Oh, hold on. Let me hide the browser. Spoiler alert. All right, so it is talking in stations, our daily show on Tuesday. We have a full panel. We have two guests and uh, our co-host, Rundle. So let's start with Rundle. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's good to be here. <laughs> You did. You do a good job, though, uh, being very consistent with these daily shows. I, I gotta say that you've 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 done a good job. In fact, I I want to say that uh, you did a really good job on Sunday in particular. Uh, you moderated the Sunday show pretty well. I think that you show a lot of promise. All right, enough brown nosing, ass kissing, whatever you want to call it. Let's move on to the rest of the panel. We got two members of the CSM today to discuss some of the stuff because the CSM campaign is on one of them is running the other is not let's start with the one who is kenneth let's tell us about it yourself oh 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 hold on hold on hold on now you can talk and rundle needs to okay hold on let's start over i unmuted myself and not everybody else i'm sorry see i almost know what i'm doing this is why i was complimenting you about being a host because i know it's so hard so rundle Yes. You can say how much you appreciated all my stuff again and who you are if you want. <laughs> I am a Rundle and I appreciate the help tonight after flying solo yesterday and you guys all missed uh, my wonderful rebuttal to Ashrathi where I returned the ass kissery, um, but I won't repeat it here. Yes, and thankfully moving on swiftly from that, we'll get back to Kenneth, person who I'm really interested in learning more about. <laughs> How's it going this evening? Uh, Kenneth Feld. I'm CSM 15. I'll be running again for CSM 16. And uh, you did mention that season is on, but technically you can't even apply until April 26. So it's still technically a week before it starts. Although there's quite a few people that have already announced they're they're going to run and they've already been working on campaigning. Yes, the campaigns have certainly begun in earnest in several cases. Uh, and then, of course, we have uh, a man who may not need introduction around these Twitch parts, but just in case, Torvald, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. What's up, guys? I'm Torvald Urus, um, CSM 15, one and done for me. And uh, <laughs> I'm just, it's going to be interesting seeing this year play out and what's going to go, uh, what's going to happen. Um, all the people that are running that have announced it so far, I last year was it was crazy we were talking before the show about how uh, how last year went and just everything going on in real life with real life elections and covid and the how the election process went and um see so yeah, i can't wait to see how this one goes but i will not be a part of it i am taking a break <laughs> so one and done and and we'll get more into the csm hopefully a little bit later but uh i do want to ask you when you got on the CSM, like, let's be frank a lot of people you were an outside candidate you you did a really good job uh, getting elected without having a major blocks or anything like that, just on the popularity of your own knowledge and what you've done for the community and your stream, which was incredible. So now that we're towards the end of it, um, do you feel uh, rewarded for that? Are you burned out? Are you going to be one of those people that quits Eve now that you've been off the CSM? How's, how's that playing out for you? Man, I will tell you, I don't know how these guys do it back to back. It's insane. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I knew that going into this, um, you know, it'd be a lot of work, but once you actually do it, it's like, it hits you in the face and you know, there's, you're dealing with all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we have the the weekly meetings, we're talking in Slack all the time. We're talking in discord. There's so much going on just from CCP's end and the community's end. 
Um, I'm definitely, I'm not going to quit Eve. I, you know, a little break here. I've kind of been on the slowdown a little bit, not going to quit or anything, but yeah, CSM, it's a, it's a commitment, man. It's an obligation and you're taking something you love and this crazy universe and this community. And you're making that an obligation where you can't just, you know, you can't just step away from that. You can't just take a break. You're, you're CSM for a year. That's what you that's your job, your obligation. That's what you promised people you'd do. And, um, I feel very accomplished. It's dude, it's been a hell of a year, man. I swear <laughs> this year has been thinking about thinking back, you know, once, once they announced these elections coming up, I'm like, Holy shit, it's been a year already. Um, yeah, I, personally, I feel accomplished. I, I, I can walk away from this knowing that coming on, coming into the CSM, I had a list of things that I wanted to focus on and like goals that I wanted to achieve. And I know walking out of this, I'm like, I did the best I could for everything I wanted and I can, I can be happy with that. So no uh, bitter CSM vet then for you right now. So one and done is good. You're going out on a high note. Hell yes. That's exactly it. So it, can you, uh, can you give us any uh, insight as to when you look back over the year, you can point your finger at one change in the game and like, that was me. Is there oh, one of those? Man. So this isn't really game related, but one thing kind of, and there's a, there's a lot more people than just me that went into, you know, that caused this to happen. But um, the partner program, um, that was one of those things where coming on the CSM, what was really important to me was, you know, the content creators, Twitch, YouTube, podcast, talk show, everything, all that was extremely important. And, you know, I know that's not a game thing, but just getting that, you know, and like I said, there's more people that put in work to make this happen, but I definitely contributed to it. And I, you know, I had a hand in it and yeah, that's I'm, probably one of the big ones. That's very cool. I'm not going to let you minimize that though. Cause right now I'm pretty sure we're all playing Eve because Eve does have this amazing add on game element of the metagame and the outside elements like no other game. So don't take that lightly. Good job. Kenneth, how about you? Can you point at one thing in the last year and say, that was me? And what um, would it be? Two, two things. Um, one was absolutely completely me. The other one was Risk and I and maybe the uh, Gobbins and a couple other guys just basically dogpiled Rise until he put target painters and uh, and a probe and drug bay on the monitor. I mean, we just dogpiloted him until he yelled uncle and said, okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, the part that's all me in the industry, the section about the fighter bombers for uh, Citadel stand-up fighter bombers, they were originally built from Tech 2 ship fighters. They oh, were yeah. stupid expensive. And it was a, they, I know why they did it now because I'm on the CSM back in 2016. I know why they did it. I can't tell you now, um, but I know why they did it. And even the person who did it now realizes that that probably wasn't the, you know, so they, they went back and now it's tech one makes tech two stand up. Tech one ship makes tech two ship. Um, and that was a hundred percent me. The, the rest of the industry stuff, um, my ideas for it were completely scrapped. Um, the plan, even though there's a few vocal people on Discord that think it was all me, it really wasn't. Um, but that's fine. Um, but basically what the CSM did there was keep CCP from sticking their hand on the hot stove, really. We, we shaped the edges so that and now, you know, we can't discuss how the plan was originally brought to us, 
but um, it was pretty rough around the edges. And the CSM as a whole really helped to smooth those edges. And I pretty much took the lead on most of that. Um, but the, the, the initial plan was pretty, pretty rough and the CSM as a whole, um, went to bat and, and got the edges smoothed out significantly. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we don't drive what gets developed. We don't get a say in what's developed. We don't even necessarily get a say in what they do. All we can do is point out that, Hey, if you do this, this things will happen or, you know, the game's currently like this. We think changing it this much is probably not good. You know, maybe we should go for a middle ground or this or that. And then it makes them take pause and think. Some things they go, yep, that, that's great. We're doing it anyway. And some things they go, yeah, maybe you're right. And maybe we ought to look at something different. Um, the Intel tool that's coming up, uh, CCP Rotati was on a stream and admitted that they're on the fourth iteration of the Intel tool right now because the first three, we basically, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, shot it full of holes and uh, they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. We'll we'll come back to you in a couple of weeks with a different one type thing. So, and, and what they came back with is pretty close to what the CSM as a whole kind of suggested initially. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of, Little little background. We just did our year in review That's, too, so it's been pretty oh, cool. cool. So it's fresh in your mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, those are so excellent answers. And for those people not watching, yeah, just one second. Torvald has been nodding his head to everything Kenneth uh, has been saying. So you know, I'm getting visual confirmation for those people not uh, watching. But I think this is a great place to start because it shows. Look, this kind of age-old uh, CSM doesn't do anything. Like three direct examples where there was involvement, and Kenneth going on to even further say, "Yeah, we don't do the work directly, but we do have influence." And I, I know Ashrathi has just wound up with like five or six things. So go ahead, Ash, no, no, sorry no, that, for actually, taking over there. That was exactly what I wanted to say. Was that, you know, I've interviewed a lot of CSM, and I've had these kinds of conversations. I've asked these exact questions over and over and over again, and I've gotten similar answers before. But being able to see Torvald, now that we live in the, the future of everyone having webcams, I can watch Torvald respond live to Kenneth describing it. it. makes me go, oh, man, really hit something there. So that was no, no NDA man, I, required. I've got, yeah, I've got a lot I could, you know, go on. Like, first off, Kenneth here. Dude, he's put in a lot of time. And anytime something came out, Kenneth, man, he was behind. He was crunching numbers. Like he needs to be on the CSM again because the industry stuff. I'll tell you, dude. Out of the ten of us, you know, we'd get these numbers and this information. And Kenneth, like, there's one day he sat down and we all did our own little private, you know, CSM meeting, not CCP included, just so Kenneth could kind of go over the numbers and explain to you know all of us. You know, there's a wide variety of um, experience and knowledge there. And dude, having an industry guy on CSM really important. And the amount of you know. Me, I'm not so smart with the blueprints and whatnot, but this guy's crunching numbers and doing stuff. It was freaking, I'm like, I, you know, I go cross-eyed look at some of this stuff, but these guys figured it out. And yes, yeah, so that kind of, I'll say, I see all these comments where it's like, man, CSM is useless, but not, you know, those people are very, are not really smart. Cause now that I've seen this stuff firsthand, I've seen these interactions and I've, there's literally things that happen in the game that we have talked about. And we said, Hey, please, for the love of God, don't do that or do it this way. And it, you know, that, it's take now granted not not always it doesn't always happen that way 
Um, there's some times where we're just kind of like something surprises us or whatnot that happens, you know, because CSP is a company and a lot of people, a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah, it's just this year was nuts, man, with the whole industry. We wor- rework and the scarcity and whatnot. And, you know, we... <laughs> We more did our best. More opportunity for influence than almost uh, than any other game that I've ever been able to name, witness, or hear about. So, yeah. And yeah. one thing you definitely learn on CSM is that you know, even though there's ten of us, CCP is in the community. They know people. They're you know, they're not just you know sitting behind a desk in a suit, no clue what's going on. Like the you know, they're they're talking to people outside of us, and obviously they're not talking about things they're not supposed to. Um, but they're getting feedback from the community outside the CSM as well. You know, so. It's not just, oh, it's the CSM or nothing. They're out there like, man, I've maybe you don't see this in other games. I don't at least where the where the developers are that, you know, involved with the community to where you can just chat with them, you know. To that point, uh, I actually just just asked in chat whether or not I was running for CSM and uh, I am not. Uh, I've ran before, but while I was running, I was asked a very interesting question, which is that since I do like to speculate and I do like to talk about like the industry things and about things that. I simply would not be able to talk about anymore if I was under NDA. I couldn't even speculate about it. And so I would actually lose some of my value um, in that sense. And as far as being able to speak to CCP, you know, I, they are very open. Uh, when I don't, if I need to talk to them, I know how to reach out to them. And uh, sometimes they even will hit me up, as I know they, they hit up a lot of people when they are trying to figure out what to do next when it comes to a specific place or feature. So uh, it isn't just the CSM, but the CSM are incredibly important. The one last thing I did want to say just for administrative purpose before I hand it back to the, you guys to pitch it around is uh, you guys need to do a little bit of manual leveling. So Kenneth, if you could talk a little bit louder than you were, and if uh, Torvald, you could not le- do your speaker streamer leaning into the mic thing, then I think that everyone's going to be a lot happier with me. I appreciate it. Hopefully that's better. Oh, I did it. No, no, that's that's perfectly great. That's great. That's great. So, um, but with all that in mind here, let let me, let me reopen the question or the topic back up with the question. uh, What should our viewers be thinking about when it comes to finding a quality candidate? What kind of things makes somebody a good CSM member, not just a good platform that's interested in, in promoting the features that you're interested in, but like, what makes a good CSM member? One that has a lot of free time, because <laughs> it's going to be gone. Um, you know, it CSM is kind of like most anything else. You get you get out of it what you put in it, right? There's, um, I, I think CSM 15 was pretty active, but I know over the years there's some that have been less active. And if you vote for a candidate and the candidate goes MIA two months after he starts or she starts, then, uh, you know, that doesn't do anyone any good. So one, I would say you need to pick someone who you feel is going to be there and devote some time to it because you're obviously going to be voting for someone that has the same interests for you in mind. Right? So if, if you have two candidates and one of them, you're like, yeah, sometimes he goes MIA for a month at a time, and although he loves the game, and then you have another candidate, and they don't go AFK for months at a time, and they like the same things that you do, then that's kind of the tiebreaker, I guess, the way I would look at it. But you, you definitely want someone who's going to be 
nerd active and because they throw stuff at you sometimes and you only have a couple days to react. And if you don't throw up the flag and say, hey, you know, they're shoving that stuff to production. And next thing you know, it's a feature. And, uh, you know, you, you lost your chance to go, hey, I wouldn't touch that stove. Yeah, the communication and activity part is huge. I mean, you can have all the knowledge and experience about EVE Online in the world, but if you don't have the ability to communicate with, you know, people, everyday EVE players and, you know, members of the community, then that's what this job is. It's literally all communication. So you got to make sure, like, you got to think, if they're at a table and they're listening to something from CCPR, are they going to be able to accurately represent me and communicate, you know, what I want them to communicate or what I believe, you know, they have the mindset of, um, obviously experience and knowledge is something than different areas of the game. I mean, you know, obviously the, the whole null sec representation is pretty strong. So when you're thinking about, you know, if you're, if you're not one of those noble, or even if you are in one of those noble blocks, just think about what's good for the overall health of the game, because that's really important that when you're voting someone in the CSM, you got to make sure that person is there for the entire game. You don't, you know, they're not going there for their group. They're not going there for their corp alliance or their specific. They got to be thinking of what's good for the entirety of even. And to me, that's really important. Like you got to look at all that, you know, me, I, I went on there. I, I came on the CSM as a, um, you know, I didn't really fall into a category, but as a CSM member, I'm, you know, you got to think about different areas of the game and how it affects them. And, you know, is it good or is it bad? And then obviously there's different kind of, you know, everyone has their different opinions and whatnot. But yeah, when you're voting someone, you just got to think, do they care about what's best for the game or are they just looking after their own personal interests? You know, to me, that's important. And one thing about CSM 15, when I got elected, I, well, I kind of knew through the grapevine that industry was coming up, but I didn't know what it was about. And Torvald and Phantomite, or more low sec faction warfare and that kind of stuff. And it just so happened that I got elected and it was time to do industry and it wasn't time to do faction warfare or low sec. That's nothing against Torbold or Phantomite. They both pushed for it. They gave an excellent presentation and you never know when it's time to do low sec and faction warfare revamp. CCP may go back to that presentation and say, Hey, these guys had some really cool ideas. We're going to implement them now. And yeah, it's it may just, yet bear fruit for sure. Right. You know, um, it was what Dunk's been out six months and got a T2 salvager drone. So, you know, it's, it's just because you're on the CSM and you're doing work doesn't mean that your work can't bear fruit. It just may not bear fruit during your term. And I think that would be just as satisfying to Torvald if he's one and done, but a year from now, some of the things that he presented actually get put in the game. Well, even, I mean, regardless, the overall feeling about faction warfare, the amount of attention his presentation brought to it. If you wanted to rate Torvald as a candidate or as, as a CSM member for, for faction warfare, I'd say that he's done quite a bit, uh, quite a good job. You can just look at how much interest there is in faction warfare, having it be revitalized. A year ago, people would have said, just cut it. Why would CCP care about faction warfare at all? If anything, at least we've learned that it is valuable and that a fix is necessary. It's just also an acknowledgement that that is also a lot of work. So it's worth noting. But again, too much ass kissing. So uh, let's, let's say like a lot of people uh, and 
I guess we can just uh, talk about this for the first half, and then we'll uh, have patch notes and other stuff for the second half. That'll work out. Um, you mentioned null blocks. Too often it is said that, you know, voting in CSM doesn't really matter, or or voting as a high secker doesn't really matter because all of the null, the null blocks are just going to get all of the uh, seats, and it's all rigged, and who cares because it doesn't really matter anyways. Uh, what do you say to those people who have joined the game recently, aren't part of a null block, and maybe hearing those things in the next coming weeks? I mean, everybody, <laughs> I know it's kind of an over, overused phrase, but every vote counts, right? And there's, what, three, four of us on CSM right now who aren't part of a null block, and that's because people who, you know, people voted outside, and there's obviously other factors in the play, but, you know, if you want to be represented, if you want to have a voice and, you know, eat, even if it's not your specific play style, you know, you just got to look at the candidates and think, who do I want to represent me? Who do I think is going to make the good choices, you know, is going to accurately portray how I feel to CCP about certain changes and whatnot. Um, yeah, everyone should vote. Everyone should get involved with it. You know, just pay attention, look, pick a couple candidates, you know, um, yeah, there's definitely more than just NullSec out there. People always say, you know, CSM is like a, a NullSec thing. Well, it's not because there's a couple of us who aren't on NullSec. No, in NullSec on the CSM and you know we've been able to give our feedback and we're here having this opportunity because people went out and they did that they made they did those votes you know whether whether they lived in a null block or not you know they people voted for us and now we're here and I feel like we you know the Phantomite Mike and myself we I think that's yeah we're the only three null, non-NullSec guys and we've all three had voices and everything and you know that's yeah. really important a, a lot of people last year were told those same things and, you know, there were a lot of good candidates last year. Some of them didn't get elected. You know, there are some people that voted for Dutch Gunner and then their candidate didn't get elected. That, you know, that happens. But the point of the matter is, is that a lot of people were told that voting doesn't matter or that CSN doesn't matter or null blocks have it locked up and voted for Torvald anyways. So that's just evidence enough. And Torvald, as you said, isn't running. So that means there's at least one, like, wildcard slot completely open for grabs and there's a lot of really interesting candidates right now so i'm exci very excited about this campaign oh yeah i mean i don't think hopefully we never see an all null sec you know group even though like all the guys in null sec they still you know every one of them they've had input on things outside of null sec you know that affect the entire game and you know for the most part i can confidently sit here and say that all 10 members of the csm are very you know, they care about Eve and they care about the community. They're not, you know, you don't have Billy out there fighting for Test or Gobbins fighting for goons. Everyone, they're generally like, Gobbins you know, fight for goons. <laughs> did that's I get that backwards? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Gobbins is horse. Sorry. That, that's how much they don't fight for their own teams is that he doesn't even know what teams they're on. <laughs> yeah, man. I can, I can personally attest to this that these guys aren't, you know, I, I don't see situations where certain people are trying to, you, they're trying to make plays for their group. They, when a situation comes up, they've generally got the overall health of the game in mind. It's not like, you know, it's not like we sit in a meeting and see speeds like, okay, high sec. And then all the null set guys just dip out and, you know, don't even pay attention. They're there. They're providing meaning, meaningful, you know, feedback and, you know, whether they have the, um, the experience or not, they're still, they're doing their job and they're doing a pretty damn good job of it. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying all null sec people are, 
a bad, you know, all null sec CSM is bad, but you know, it's nice to have diversity on there and it's good to have different points of view. Cause there's definitely been situations where, you know, we'll be talking about, um, a situation, we'll be talking about a scenario and even, you know, the guys who aren't so familiar with low sec will, you know, they'll, they'll say something and that's where people like Phantomite and myself come in and we're like, no, we've lived here. We've, you know, we've had this happen. So, you know, it's, it's good to have a well-rounded CSM, but yeah, I, it's definitely not one of the situations where null set guys are there for themselves and nobody else. Cause they are there for the entirety of the game. It's a really great point, And I appreciate you bringing it up, you know, just, just because a candidate gets elected by being a null sec historically, you know, they are also just chosen by their communities because they're very knowledgeable about the game and care about it deeply and have that time thing that you were mentioning uh, and, and so the, if they've proven it to their community, then they've risen up to be that position for the broader community, which is really how another way of looking at those kinds of candidates. Um, and it's also a really good point that this isn't necessarily about like too often it's framed as like null set candidates are bad, but no, it is about diverse representation. So this is about understanding that if everybody votes, then that helps us get the best representation that we can. And it is a really solid voting system. They don't use... Uh, like a first pass to post they use a ranked voting system so that way uh there's a very very high chance that someone that you put on your list assuming that you put like four or five one of them will at least your vote will count towards helping them get across the finish line um which i think is really important so if you know half or 70 percent of the of the csm ends up being no no blocks i think that that might be proper because that represents the amount of organization and people and coordination and more importantly concerns and meticulous concerns that are required for C for CCP to address. But at the same time, it's really important for us non-null block people to rally behind our non-null block candidates because it's a huge field and only a few slots for people that uh, to represent uh, you know outside of that. Yeah, watching the uh, the ranked voting last year that <laughs> that was rough, and, and just uh, the ranked voting. When I went over the hump, and my leftover votes went, Mike Azariah picked up quite a chunk from me. As you know, when I went over the hump, my extra votes quite a bit went to him. So, and I would imagine the majority of my votes came from null blocks. So Mike Azariah was on some null block tickets because at the end of the day, when they drop you off and you start this game, you start in high sec. They don't drop you off in null sec. Mike does a lot of good in help, helping to cultivate new players. And if they stay in the game long enough, then maybe they migrate to low sec or migrate to null sec. But at the end of the day, we need new players coming in the game. We need them cultivated. And he is a, a very good person to do that. And that's why he got elected. It is again, mind you, he wasn't on it 14, but he has been on it previously. Right. He actually took a break because he got diagnosed and had to battle with cancer. And then once oh, he got healthy, sorry, enough, he came back. Public knowledge no, he, it was. Oh yeah. It was a, it was yeah. a thing. In fact, I had a whole thing because project discovery at that same time was the biology one. So like every day I did extra ones because, you know, for him, but either way I digress. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is very hard to think anything poorly about Mike Azariah and it doesn't surprise me at all that, that he has broad support. And I'm again, I, I, just another of the many, many candidates this year that, uh, 
I am very interested in watching their campaign. Hey, Jarius, there's another one. And right. he's from... Uh, and he's from Canada, so extra bonus there. Western Canada, extra, extra bonus there. So, Okay, uh, do we want to... Do we have anything else before we want to... Do either of you have anything else to discuss about the campaign or CSM before we move on to patch notes and other such things? I, I, I just wanted... One of the comments in, um, in Twitch chat was talking about the scarcity thing. Mm. And the scarcity thing was the one thing that CCP told us about on like a Tuesday and it went live on Wednesday type thing. Um, and CCP Rattati has went on the stream and basically said, um, we didn't care what the CCP or the CSM thought we were going to do it. This is what has to be done in their mind to fix the game. And there you go. It happened. Our, our input was not required nor desired. And, and in, in fact, it would have been detrimental, honestly. It, it could have been, but the, by not telling us about it, they also gave us plausible deniability. Exactly. And that's why, yeah. Yeah. So whoever was asking about that, we absolutely had no idea it was going to happen. And basically they told us about it a day in advance and said, Hey, here's uh, what's going to happen tomorrow. Have a nice night. And that was it. I'm, I'm actually surprised that they gave you that much of a heads up. I remember we talked about it at the time and, yeah, it was very clear that the CSM got nothing about that. And, and a lot of these big changes, especially these uh, economic changes that have been happening, um, you know, it, it makes no sense from CCP's perspective to talk to the CSM about it because they know how controversial and, like, unliked it will be. So what's the point? All they could do is potentially expose to the player base or part of the player base and potentially have that get leaked or at least or accusations of leaks or you know whatever no 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 like they have to remember that they are also a game company so the way they they and the csm are still players of the game so that controls their relationship too but that usually is managed by ccp one last question for torvald real quick yeah so... I, I, I think i think kenneth was actually responding to that before. Oh, I'm very sorry. I could not yep. hear you, Ken. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, I was just a little funny. Uh, Torvald was talking about going over the industry patch again um, after the patch went live. Now, there's there's quite a few CCP people that play the game, and they may not all be developers. You know, maybe a game master or someone, uh, art department, who would have no idea that this industry stuff is even changing. Right? They're you know they're in a different section. And on our private Slack, I would actually get um, DMs from CCPers who are playing and doing industry and asking me to explain the changes to them as well because they got caught off guard just like all the players because they don't have access to that stuff. So they didn't even know industry was changing. And they woke up one morning or you know halfway through work and, hey, the patch notes came out or the dev blog came out and they're like, hey, but what's going on? And so they're messaging me trying to figure out what's going on. That's funny. Well, there are about three, 300 and something people, right, uh, as a company, right? So they can't all know everything at every moment, right? So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Plus absolutely. some artist is just an artist, right? They're, they, don't, they don't necessarily, like, some of the grunt work is going to be done by people who aren't necessarily interested in the video game at its, like, highest level they're just an artist that likes to draw the spaceships and get paid for it 
I would say just an artist. I can't do it. I I can't do it. So an artist and the ability to to do that is fantastic. They have amazing skills. But yeah, in the framework of of that. But yeah, we'll go on with your question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Torvald, uh, all right. So one and done, it's going to wind up. uh, What are the first thing? Where are you going to go on to? What are the first things you're going to want to do where you're just going to be able to go back and play Eve to relax? Where's your Disneyland? Honestly, man, just going to kind of, I'm starting up a whole industry mining thing. I'm going to put like, I'm going to play Eve real chill. I'm actually in the process of setting up some mining stuff and getting ships in place. Cause like, man, I just want to sit here and watch rocks disappear and not, it's going to be so relaxing. It's yeah. I'm actually going to start up mining stuff. That's true story. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be nice just to kind of like be able to relax and, you know, step away and, like I said, I'm not going to quit Eve, but I'm going to be very playing very, you know, slowly from here. Cool. Have, Take a chill noticed, all around. Have you noticed how many people in the Marvel MCU retire to a farm? I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is Torvald's yeah. like it is finished moment. He's going to go watch yep. the sunset a few days. Yeah, hopefully not have a team come and cut my head off. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, I think appreciate that... the open end. Yeah. Oh. oh, I was just saying uh, probably the same thing you're going to say. Thank you very much for the open and uh, honest answers and the, the open dialogue and uh, appreciate it from my side. All right. So let's go ahead and fill out the second half with this with the news of the day. So let's begin by popping up my browser window. Let's see if this works. Yay. Patch notes. So today's patch notes is relatively simple. This is the, the calm but before the storm, right? This is the eye of the storm. Last week was a huge patch that damaged everything and made everything go crazy. Next week, we might get a, cr- a huge patch that's going to make everything else go crazy. But right now, nothing really happened. This was all just pe- bug fixes today. But let's talk about it, because I'm sure that there's going to be some comments about it. Uh, first of all, added pirate asteroid spawns to Stargates uh, in NL6 systems, which have been removed following the removal of asteroid belts. Uh, on Tuesday, 13th of April. Uh, this feels... Is this simply um, a matter of trying to restore some of the uh, ore? Or is this a matter of trying to fix the officer spawn bug, I wonder? I think I think mm-hmm. when they say the spawns, this is the... These are the pirates that are going to spawn where they would have normally spawned at the asteroids, but they're now spawning at Stargates as an attempt to try to kind of backfill the whoops we took the spawns away that's totally what it is it it reads kind of a little weird it makes it sound like asteroids are going to spawn on the stargates no i really think they're saying the pirates that normally would have spawned at the asteroids now spawn at stargates i heard read somewhere one to four uh sort of thing still kind of rareish um you know, it's better than nothing is the way I would look at it. It's an, it's a quick attempt to try and say, whoops. And here, let us try to fix that in the short term. And I'm sure in the background, they're like, we'll put this in the longer term, uh, solution center and figure out something more, right. More yeah, endearing long term. CCP did acknowledge the fact that, uh, I don't believe, well, I don't remember if they fully acknowledged whether or not they had, uh, CCP Swift posted something today or, yeah, or they did. in the last couple of days about it, about how they didn't really take into consideration, the secondary effects of like office response and stuff. So they're, they are looking for a larger solution, but I think you are hundred percent correct. This is kind of a stopgap measure to just make sure that those rats still exist. So that way we can still engage with them in order to trigger all of those things that they lead to. Cool. So, uh, 
then the localize the new content uh, into you know language stuff. Cool. If you're listening to me, you probably don't need to worry about any of those. Uh, but then comes the biggest fix of the quadrant. I I want to know what CSM member made this happen. No, the uh, the gate audio bug has been fixed. Um, ironically, I think somebody had mentioned in the in the uh, forums that this was ended up being caused by some memory leak or something. So it was actually a whole separate issue that was just manifesting in the form of this gate gate audio bug, which is part of the problem with fixing bugs. But Thankfully, what this means is the investigation is over, and both the underlying issue and the audio bug that it was created, or that was manifested by it, has been fixed. And lordy, help me. Thank you. Thank you for that. And if you notice, also the jump gate VFX, which if you know, it used to be for a little while, or for, for a long time, you could get like a shadow of the Stargate on in the middle of your screen. And so it's very possible that that was part of what the memory leak was. It wasn't releasing those correctly, which is what was causing it to make the jump gate burr. So we got both the uh, slight visual error, uh, error and the much larger audio error fixed. Celebration? Uh, someone in chat already said it, but I'll be the guy to say it. Eve has sound. Okay, look. Yeah, not only does Eve has sound. You know what's funny about this? So a long time I used to say that, like, oh, it was made because the Concord did it to make us not be crazy. Because that was what I was taught. But I actually read, if you read uh, The Jovian Wetgrave, which was also read uh, by uh, the Eve Reader podcast, uh, you learn that actually the reason why is because they added artificial sound into the pod, the Jovians did, to engage with all of the senses to allow the brain occupying the captain's sheet you know the interface to be able to process all of the different systems or to put in game mechanics term whether or not you like it or not there's all kinds of little audio indicators that if you start to key into them and understand what they mean tell you a lot about what's happening in the state of your ship that you may not be catching on to otherwise um so yeah eve has sound rant off all right, cool. So that's something I'm going to do with my uh, my new mining. I'm going to turn sound on and enjoy that then. Listen to the whir <laughs> of the lasers, my friend. It will calm you and soothe you. I actually totally. really, I also really like inactive client muting. So that way, when I don't have the client as my primary thing, I st- like it turns off all the music, all of the atmospheric sounds, the sound of the sun roaring or anything like that. But what it does is it makes it so if there's like a gate flash or any sort of UI interface that happens, it'll still come across my ears. So just in case I've left myself drifting, because I don't know if you noticed this, but I have ADHD, then, uh, you know, my otherwise silent uh, client will start making meaningful noises. So that's that's super handy, too. All right. Yep. There's going to be a goal of mine. Turn the turn the sound on even. Enjoy that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there is actually a, a specifically for a minor. There is a special sound effect that goes off when your ore hole is full. So you'll be you'll be good to go. All right. Good to know. All right. Uh, next thing is um, fix an a, uh, issue that would cause the electroneural signal, signaler to not drop uh, correctly. So this was something that I think Nth Dimensional, who came on the show yesterday, you were yes. That, yeah yes. Uh, he he was pointing out this as part of the, all of his discoveries, but apparently this allowed you know they put it back in or wherever it was supposed to be. It now is. This might have been the the null sec one that he was saying. I cannot find it. It is nowhere. 
it is nowhere to be found. So Nth Dimensional is listening today, so he just said yes, this is what it is. So great. Awesome. Great. And uh, uh, excellent. Nth, I know Nth earlier today was doing some research in LOSEC. I don't know if he discovered anything. And then I saw some things to try out myself, but I haven't gotten my fleet together yet. So uh, Maybe he could uh, pop on the Discord and give us a little uh, little update on what he found out. We can use that in uh, tomorrow's show or... Uh, if he wants to type it out here in the stream, we can kind of we can kind of cover it back because even though it's Patch Tuesday, this is a very special Tuesday. It is also Economic Report Tuesday. Maybe some of you might even have had Taco Tuesday, which would have been extra extra special. But let's talk about the Economic Report if we're done with the patches. Uh, I will say the nth dimensional just uh, verified that that means that it is now dropping in or the sites are or the items are dropping in low sec, not just high sec. So, but let's Excellent. move on to the M-E-R. Boom. So today is the, uh, oh, hold on. That was the wrong one. Darn it. Halfway there to being professional. Almost there. Almost there. Okay, M-E-R. So I'm not a big M-E-R analysis guy, but the M-E-R is a uh, monthly economic report that CCP puts out that a lot of people in EVE like to comb through for everything from economic analysis to intelligence gathering. So on that note, I'm just going to open it up. MER, any thoughts? Uh, so just for those who maybe don't know what it is, even though it's released in March, it gathers the information from February. So what we're really looking at is, uh, sorry, well, in this case, it's March's, and we're in April. So you're one month behind always on the, on the economic report. So let me put it that way. Hopefully I didn't confuse you too much. This I believe is it is uh, data, April. Mm -hmm. It's released in April, but it's March's data. And it's labeled as... That's data. right, it's March's data. Right, right. Right. So it's already delayed by month. As it says here, the economic so, report for the uh, month of February is now available. Yeah, that's what confused me, because it said February, and I was reading the text that CCC, CCP put on the thing. It's actually March's. Oh, uh, that's the error. Okay, that's, yeah, that's fun. That's why I was confused, because I can read, but apparently I can't read and talk and compute at the same time. So, <laughs> Anyways, this is March's report, released in April. I hope this is March's data. Uh, it, I'm, the the spreadsheets say March. Yeah, I've only looked over a small part of it, but I'm pretty sure it's there's some parts that are Does look like it. different than February. Yeah. The re Delve took a huge jump in the uh, 5 billion trillion gazillion five, 5.5 trillion lost. Yeah. Yeah, 5.5 trillion. It was a lot. That's a lot of uh, lot. Just a little yeah, exactly. And I found another little bug on the CCP page that if you actually try to click on the uh, destroyed value by region bar graph. They actually are linking it to the previous destruction by region oh. um, regional map thingy. It doesn't work. You have to go actually open the zip file to find it and look at it. Because I like bar graphs, so. Well, it's but, uh, it's it's impressive either way. Even if you don't see it in full size, you can definitely see that this uh, blue bar up uh, here. Ah, whatever. The blue bar on the uh, on the far left side is basically. A fair chunk of the other ones combined <laughs> so normally i believe like the forge right where jita is usually is is and, and the citadel those two regions are usually the big ones kind of way up front unless there's a war but this is 
you know, those two are about just 2.2 and change, which means even the forge and the Citadel together do not equal what occurred in Delve in March alone. Right, because that's the t- next two ones, which are which are the most common systems for ganking, and therefore higher value things just go boom there all the time. So normally those would be much higher, but this war has dwarfed all of that. Um, one of my, oh, sorry, no, go. Go ahead. One one of my favorite things to look at, Ash. If you scroll all the way down to the second to the last graph, it's a it's actually a like a. a hot chart or something i do love these map ones so yeah the heat map at the very end peak concurrent players yes that's fascinating that will tell a gigantic story about what's going on right now you basically have normally this heat map is fairly well balanced you know prior to the war but right now you basically have the entire game jammed into that one little section in the galactic southwest basically kicking each other in the nuts every day i'm sorry can we say nuts on this show oh yeah whatever (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's safe um no and and that's important and and to stress this even further this is the peak concurrent players so that means basically local like who has the highest local number this isn't throughout the day this is um where the fleets are, where the things are happening, where people are are all coming together at one time. So that's why you see a lot of like kind of boiling nothing because that's a lot of the place that that's the flyover states, as it were. Um, and then some pieces of interest, like the giant spike in the citadel, is how many people happen to be in Jita at any given time, for example. Um, the forge, or I mean, yeah, the fort. Well, then what the heck is the giant? Oh no, yeah, it's the forge and the citadel. So whatever, it's right between right. the two. Um, but if you can see that the spikes in Delve, which means the fleets in Delve, not only does the destruction uh, overpa- overshadow the Citadel and Forge, but just the sheer number of people stuffed into any individual system is also dwarfing the most yep. pop- populous areas of, of Eve under normal conditions, which is incredible. Yeah, and if you scroll to the, the next map, interesting little, uh, another little part of the story comes up where the, these are Stargate jumps where Delve has almost none, which means the mode of combat is um, you know, being bridged or using jump gates if available. Um, and there's, there's a couple, one little spike, two little spikes kind of in the middle, if you're able to see that. That's probably the 1DQ gate and probably the other side of the gate out of T5Z or something like that to DW. You know what I, you know what I love? Oh, sorry. Uh, and I was going to say, can you, can you see what else in the middle of the map? I think that's exactly what I was uh, about to talk about. Yeah. You can totally yeah. see the Silk Road here. You can see Absolutely. the path from the Citadel all the way down to Amar and the route that people are having to take. And then there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of activity in, all throughout Galente space, but there's this really clean path down and into Amar. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that is totally really saw cool. the same thing. Now, what is it? Is is this middle blob in the middle? What is is that? Poshan? Is it, that? It says Poshvin in the middle. What do we think that is? That's actually a really good point, and I don't. I, I'm very. Uh, I, I complained about this on Twitter, and I don't think I got a good response about it. Maybe I'll have to look. But it says Poshvin here, but that's only because this basically the way that the API, you know, the way it reads it is it reads in all of the entries within the region. 
and then it puts the name in the middle of the region. And since all of the systems of Poshvin are scattered throughout New Eden, or, you know, this empire area, it's just like you see, you'll see the same thing in the map. It'll just say Poshvin right there in the middle of the system. But if you look right. at Poshvin, it'll be this big, sprawling spider web all throughout uh, the empire. But what frustrates me, actually, that's a really good point, if you look on all of these other entries, you don't see Poshvin listed. We've been talking about whether or not Poshvin's alive or dead or whatever, and it is fair that Poshvin is sort of a wormhole space, and they're also not reporting wormholes, but... Correct. That's, th that's why. Okay, that's fair. But uh, it is worth noting that Poshvin is not listing, listed on here, is all I'm saying. And, and there is good reason for why, as you pointed out. Thank you. Um, but it does make talking about Poshvin even more complicated. Yes, it does. Yeah, so there's a bunch of jumps then in the Essence, Singlay Zone, Verge Vendor area as well, a bunch of gate activations. And so there's, I guess, some sort of alternate motion in those areas. I don't know if that's... I would just be curious if anyone knows what those might be that's uh, in that area, um, why they would have so many... Maybe that's alternate transportation of goods towards that direction, I guess. Well, I don't know. Well, Sync Liaison is Dodixie. So a lot of basically if everything between Citadel and Sync Liaison is hold on a second. Is uh that right there is basically the Dodixie Gita route. But everything past yeah. that is in into Verge Vendor Solitude. That's actually going into Essence Verge Vendor, that's Losec. That's Galente Caldari Faction Warfare. So is that where Snuff and RC and yep. all those guys are fighting right now? Uh, no, they're they're actually fighting down on the other war Hem zone. Hemitar, the... Mimitar corner there. Uh, yep. Okay. But I, I'm just saying, like, it looks like it's one big cluster, but what you're seeing is the path between the two and mixed in with the really that tightly compacted low sec right next to that. Yep, that makes sense then. Excellent. Dixie and Amar are both making a small comeback in in relevance. You're absolutely correct, and if you find something that you want stocked in Dodixie and can't find out about it, please let me know, and I will personally ensure it is. Dodixie is open for business. There you go. But back to that other heat map, though, and swing full circle back to CSM. If you look at that heat map for the concurrent players, that pretty much mirrors the voting, right? The peak concurrent players? Right. That's, um, that's, that's the people who vote, right? And if you look at that, uh, and you and you look at the voting, seventy percent of the members are members of null blocks, and thirty percent aren't. Now that's a that's a that tells you the story right there. Absolutely, yeah. The the God honest truth is is that null blocks will get their fair chunk of fleet uh, people because a they have the population and b they have the organization to both justify and need good representation and also with no blocks being so uh in contest with each other it is actually important for there to be enough room for you know any given null block to have their own candidate because you don't want your enemy to be the no the only null block candidate you know like that's that would suck in fact that actually is a problem that we run into when we try to find like a faction warfare candidate or even a wormhole candidate you know if it's all down to one it's it's really hard to convince that person's in-game enemies to be behind them so it's important to hear all of the voices at the table when it comes to that kind of stuff but it's also important for there to be enough seats for there to be other candidates which thankfully last year in spite of my i was concerned that shrinking the number of seats would mean 
that we wouldn't see as many candidates, but you know, Mike Azariah, Torvald, and others got on, and by the logic that people had presented about you know, no-block candidates and their ability to control the vote, they wouldn't have. So uh, I think that this year, at the very minimum, will be the same, and the no-block will get some, and the non-no-block candidates that um, are able to garner enough interest to rise from the whatever 30 or 40 or so that end up starting with to the top two are going to make it you know it's it, the biggest thing is making sure to not only secure enough uh, general support but enough first votes because you can actually get eliminated early and um then you would have gotten votes later but even though now you're eliminated so you don't even get eligible for them so you know get enough first who you vote for first is really really important to keeping them alive in the in the system long enough and then from there uh just believe in the system definitely exactly. need a wormhole guy on clsm next year yeah brisk brisk did a pretty good job this year but uh it it's rough um just the the mechanics there are so different um trying to trying to are kind of force foreshadow what's going to happen you know when they want to make a change foreshadowing how that's going to affect them is is and the whole mass thing i mean i can crunch the numbers on mass when they wanted to change the was it the the mass of the wormholes or something changed recently and uh, i tried to do the math on that and uh yeah that hurt my head yeah the wormholes that kind of space where unless you actually live in wormholes like you don't truly know so and that's one thing that I mean, me personally, I noticed on CSN this year, I'm like, man, this sucks. Cause I mean, anything that happens that affects wormholers, like something will happen. And, you know, we don't, we don't have that knowledge or experience in wormholes. Something as simple as like a change to a ship or some mechanic over here that we're all not thinking of. Cause we're not wormhole guys. That's the kind of thing that we need on this CSM. That way they can be like, Hey, um, we're a thing. We're an entire population of people. And yeah, we definitely didn't have that year that this year. And the yeah, see Jerry is talking about Laura Seco and Exuki. Like it's it's so important for people to understand. Right. Like split. Okay. They didn't yeah. have the numbers because the same thing happened to them that happened to me. It came down to it, and Blazing Bunny and I, the NC dot candidate, were kind of neck and neck. And I was just a little bit ahead of him when he went out. When he went out, and I picked up the majority of his votes, I shot way up to the top quick. Exuki, yep. I believe, was the last candidate to go out and got you and Phantomite in, correct? Or was it Steady Yo? I can't was, remember. He was I'd... close to the end. So one of them had already gone out, and he had the, the one candidate had picked up as many votes from the other one as possible, or as many as voted for him. So they just need more people in general. And they need to not, you know, people need to not split votes. Like, you got to you got to vote for your play style. And, you know, even if you want one guy to win and not the other guy, like you, you know, they basically eliminated themselves in a way, at least from what I remember, it seems like they eliminated themselves because people voted for one and not the other, but they, you have 10 slots on that sheet and there's a hell of a lot more than 10 people going for it. So it's important to fill that up with people that, you know, I know you're asking people to do the research and look into all the different candidates. That's a, that's a hard task because, you know, there's a lot of reading there and, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's important to just have an open mindset going into it and looking at all the different options and filling up that sheet. The more than, you know, don't just throw one person on there, you know, 
Well, in me and being industry, I got quite a bit of high sec voting, whereas a wormhole player isn't going to end up third, fourth, or fifth on someone's ticket, really. It's the two big wormhole groups. You're going to be one and two and two and one type thing. And and some high sec guy or, or null block really isn't going to add them to their ticket. So if they don't have enough votes amongst themselves, I think it's going to be really hard for, for one of them to, to get on a ticket. Um, maybe low sec can include them in, but low sec, I mean, you and Fandomite barely made it as well. So it's, uh, you know, again, you start splitting that up muddy in the waters, uh, another null blocker could slide in there. So it's, it's a, it's a delicate balance for sure. Yeah. I cannot wait to see this whole process, this whole campaign going. I'm so, I I want nothing to do with it. I'm just going to sit back from afar and watch from a distance and just, you know, be glad I'm not a part of it, but yeah, I can't wait to see it all go down. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a different episode where we talked about the mechanics of how this whole election process is going to happen. Plus a dev blog and whatnot. Um, and you know, I'm sure that there will be more discussion about it in the weeks and months to come. The actual, even the nomination or the official registration phase doesn't even begin until next week. So there's still a bit of time, uh, to get to know all of these different candidates and I think that the, the big thing I'm taking out of this from what you guys are saying is that uh, regardless of what anybody wants to tell you, the voting really does matter. Um, that, you know, regardless of whether or not you think it's just fun that we have space politicians in our internet spaceship game, or if you think that, like, we might be able to put in somebody who's able to help steer the, our collective hobby in a slightly better way, regardless of how it is, um, you know, the system works best when everybody votes. So get out there, you know, vote for your candidates, vote for as many candidates that manage to get you interested in them. And uh, don't believe people when they say that the CSM isn't cool because the CSM is as cool or as not cool as we make it with our votes and candidates. Yep. Yeah, don't listen to those damn Redditors, man. <laughs> I, I love Reddit. Good I, I love Reddit, but uh, I like to say, like, I like to think that Reddit are people, people that post on Reddit are posting on Reddit because they can't post on the forums. Just think about that. No. True. <laughs> no. Uh, so just to wrap things up a little bit, um, moving on from uh, the Mer, the, uh, well, yeah, I guess the Mer and, and now, CSM. CSM part two. Uh, just to wrap things yep. up for the day, we do have new pirate hex skins right and uh they have them all listed in price and uh, i just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to see them before we go uh, uh, you know i want to talk about one other thing that the csm had absolutely nothing to do with but i freaking love it is the 12 month omega using plex and you get one month for free I yes. am someone who logs in. I keep all my Plex on one pilot. So I log in that pilot once a month and by gift, type in a name, hit enter, go to that next screen, get stuck there while the little spinny wheel goes. Then you have to X out of that, go back down, click on the Omega, buy gift, type in a name. And I do that 25 to 40 times a month, depending on how many counts I'm flexing. I'm already exhausted. That Yes, that will give you carpal tunnel right there. And you ain't even started doing industry jobs yet. But now I can just go in once a year and click 
and type in a name and give them Plex for the year. That will save my fingers. And I had absolutely, CSM had absolutely nothing to do with that. But it's, I think that's one of the best quality of life things that the, the marketing department has added to the game in a while. Oh, okay. For a second there, I thought my stream actually died again, like right at, this wrong, at the same time, like hour mark again, and I was about to lose my gosh darn mind. But I think it just had a hitch. Little hitch, yeah. Okay, good. That's a, that's a good point. I, I'm surprised you didn't point that as like your big thing that you did this year. <laughs> no, I, I've got no reason to lie about it. I mean, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I would have figured that you pushed for it. Uh, no, I didn't even know that I could or I would have. <laughs> Marketing isn't one of those things. Now, I, I tell you this, you know, when stuff comes out and Reddit's, oh my God, it's a cash grab and, you know, people are putting on the tinfoil like no tomorrow. Reynolds Rap is, is running, the, the shelves are empty of tinfoil, you know, and you're just like, oh my God, you're crazy, right? But a lot of that stuff, some some things we hear about, some things we don't. And then they always ask us, hey, is there anything we can do that that you guys know of that we can make money from? And this, we've told them the same thing every time. Alliance skins on ship and Alliance skins on citadels, corp skins on ship, corp skins on citadels. Take my money. Here you go. Here's my credit card. I'll give it to you now, and you can just keep it on file when you ship it, right? And for whatever reason, that hasn't happened yet. However, that's the only thing that I could take credit for as far as for, you know, cash grab type thing. But for the most part, the CSM doesn't get terribly involved in that. Every now and then, they'll say like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. This is the price, you know. Um, expert systems, they kind of give us a heads up on that. Hey, this is the kind of the price we're thinking about and stuff. Um, and that kind of thing. But that's, that's pretty minor. The marketing department is, is pretty much completely separate from anything the CSM does. Yep. So people can't get mad at us when something comes out in marketing or something comes out, some kind of sale or anything. Cause either chances are we had no input or we had no clue and they just, it happens. And, and, and there's I mean, months in advance. So Plex sale that came out the day after the dev blog or whatever. And, you know, again, Reddit went nuts, tinfoil or flying off the shelves. There's two departments that probably don't even know who's in charge of the other one. And that Plex sale was, 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 you know, thought of six months ago was already pre-planned and the dev blog is two months behind schedule. And then they just collided accidentally. Yep. So, but speaking of marketing, this is the uh, Macarial Hexkin, Angel's Hexkin, which this was the very first of this kind. It was originally given as a, a deal. I believe if you bought like a year or six months or some amount of game time, they gave you this skin for free. Uh, that's how I got it. And then later on, they introduced it to the market. It was one of the very first skins that had any kind of special effects, and everyone, including myself, loved it. Um, and now, they, or since then, they expanded it to being on all of the other ships and those got sold and that has been very successful but now they've come out with the another two varieties so now that each pirate faction has one of these hex skins either vampire ghost or the original angel hex so serpentis and angel cartel is um is the angel hex vampire would be 
um, Blood Raiders and uh, Garistus, and then the Serpent. Uh, sorry, the Sanchez Nation and Mortis Legion get the uh, the Phantom Ghost. So the new ones are the are the Vampire Hex, which this is the red with the green lines, which I think is really really good on especially the Blood Raider skins. Uh, but I personally feel that they don't quite hang nearly as well on the uh, on the Garista skins. And it may be a combination of the fact that the Garista skins already have plenty of good skins. Um, or it may be just be the big flat panels aren't working for me. But uh, I do like them a lot more on the Blood Raider skins. On the Ghost Hex side, the Ghost Hex is like a green and yellow, which I think looks really good on uh, the Sanchez. But again, the Sancha also doesn't really have that many great skins right now. So even this little, the little effects of the lights and everything uh, go a long way on this, on these ships. Yeah, we need more, more skins for the Sanchas. Oh, absolutely. It does look really I, good I, on the Phantasm. Yeah, I love the Phantasm. It needs more skins. Can, can you do the Sancha victory skin from the uh, Alliance tournament? Sure. Um, on all the on all the ships, or just I forget because I know the Garistus one does like all the ships, and that was really cool. I wasn't sure if the Sancho one did the same. Oh, uh, the, I think there was only one skin type that came out that like went across the whole line. I don't remember how the the tournament skins got came out because uh, I I've written those off as things I'm never going to be able to engage with. <laughs> uh, but uh, the uh mortis legion also big flat panels actually in this case you know flat colors just look really good on mortis ships and uh even even the pancake gets some pretty cool lights the flying freaking frying pan yeah the frying pan that's what i meant so those are the new skins that came out today um there are bundles on ness uh to get like an entire races set at one time, but that has been true for the hex skins, so I doubt that that's going to be like a special deal or something like that. I assume that nobody has anything else to say about that, so uh, I guess the only other news that I have for tonight is that this is going to be my last show as primary host for Talking Stations. Um, next week, I am going to be starting my own thing. Uh, I'm, uh, I love my time on Talking Stations. I still plan on being here, especially if there's something important that needs to be talked about. But uh, what I want to do is start taking the same sort of ideas that I've been doing here over to a place where we can explore, you know, what's happening to within the universe, uh, how it impacts people without having to focus on the politics or whatever and, and merge it into my returning live stream. So I'm really excited about it. We'll be, I'll have more information about it in the next, uh, you know, over the next few days and I'll get started next week. Um, but like I said, I will still be here and uh, not just not as much. And uh, hopefully when I come, I'll have concise things to talk to you about instead of ramble for a long time. <laughs> well, I, I for one appreciate all that you've uh, been doing here before I even joined, uh, long before I joined as well. And uh, look forward to your new, uh, new adventures and much success there as well. I'm sure you'll do fantastic. And of course, like you said, you'll still be bumping around here. So. Thank you very much for all of that. 
Absolutely. And and it is actually, uh, somebody did ask, how's Matterall doing? Um, I forgot to mention this at the very beginning of the show, but Matterall is uh, still recovering from his COVID shot. But from my understanding, it's going fine. It was just we planned on uh, giving him this time off, so that way he would have no compunction, no, feel, no need to uh, push himself unduly. So I believe he's returning. Finish the sentence, Rundle. Yeah, he should be. Well, it'll probably be Thursday. Uh, he should be back around on Wednesday. But Wednesday, uh, we have a special show on Wednesday, as I covered on the Sunday show. Looking forward, there is going to be uh, Carneros and Rich Richman are going to have a special interview on Wednesday. So uh, the news, the daily news will return on Thursday and Matterall should be around for that. Absolutely. So uh, only more and more content being made about EVE Online. Uh, and we hope... Absolutely. That, you know, part of this is because a lot of you guys have shown how important it is to you guys to cover all this stuff and to talk about these things and to and to create places to uh, learn and uh, a newfound interest in the universe itself, uh, divorced from what individual people or groups or whatever are doing within that. So that's what I'm looking to explore more of. Excellent. And I don't think Matterall had his shots. I think he's going through genesis. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what comes out on Thursday. And and you say that I have tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I'll leave the last word to my guests. After that, uh, Kenneth or Torvald, do you have anything uh, else you want to throw out there? Start with Kenneth. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, TSM 15 was was awesome. I had a fun time. I'm looking forward to. Uh, CSM 16, hopefully. And uh, uh, I'm glad you were happy, Torvald. You're one and done, and you're out of there. Um, good luck in the future, and uh, I'll sure, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you in-game around somewhere. And before we get to Torvald, uh, Rundle, can you flag down McLeod and let him know that we need to do the raid now? And I can't talk in Discord right now because I'm streaming from it. Sure. Thank you. Uh, all right, so... On to Torvald. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a hell of a year. Um crazy year for CSM, very active year. And like I said, one and done, and I'm happy. I feel really good about everything I've accomplished. Uh, you know, there's different there's my specialty areas, and there's sometimes where I'm sitting there at a meeting and I don't even know what we're talking about because it's you know stuff that I've no clue about. But yeah, it's been a great year. It's been a great experience being on CSM. Had a lot of fun with it, and now I'm ready to just kind of play and chill with Eve. Um Really looking forward to this next batch of CSM, CSM campaigns and the whole voting stuff, especially because I can sit back and just like kind of watch from afar. And, uh, you know, I, the guy, the other nine guys on CSM freaking, hopefully they all run. And I don't know who I, I'm not going to endorse anybody or anything. Cause I've honestly, there's so many people running that I support all of them, but <laughs> if any of, you know, Eve online's in good hands. If the nine guys that are on CSM now get reelected or a whole new group comes in, I don't know. I just know the group that I've worked with. I mean, freaking yeah, it's been awesome. They're all kick ass and provide great feedback and they do their job very well. And it's been a damn cool year and Kenneth damn good luck to you, man. And that, uh, that South Carolina meetup that'll happen someday. <laughs> yeah. For people that don't know, we're only an hour and a half apart from each other in real life. So we, uh, our our job during the CSM meetings, uh, we live down in South Carolina where it's relatively warm. Our job was to give the weather report to the people in Iceland every week. It's snowing sideways for them. And meanwhile, Kenneth and I are sitting here in shorts and T-shirts. So uh, they hated us. <laughs>
Well, it was good talking to you both, and uh, I think that it was very useful to get this kind of perspective, especially as we're getting prepared to uh, process and think about all of these new candidates that are coming up. So, uh, Kenneth, I look forward to seeing your campaign, and best of luck to you. Torvald, uh, take a break. You deserve it. Enjoy basking in Eve and killing some dudes in arena PvP. Oh, yeah. How did you like that 3v3 3v3 destroyer last weekend? Well, see, you, you did a Freudian slip there and you said 3v feed. Um, ah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's basically how it went. But it was it was a lot of fun flying with uh, Locaval and CCB Trash Panda. I freaking I love that stuff, man. That was a good time. But, hey, good slip there, Kenneth. Thanks for letting them know how it went. <laughs> and then yeah, there's, I, Navy, I there's Navy frigates next week, right? Or is it this weekend or yes. next weekend? Starting this weekend, this Navy weekend. frigates, 2v2. Stock up on frigates, y'all. It's coming. Blow them all up just in time for us to have to build them all with all that exploration loot that uh, <laughs> Nth Dimensional has been finding. All right. Are we good to go, Rundle? We are good to go, right. yes. Uh, I'm going to close it over to uh, my closing thing, and then you can do the raid whenever you want. Uh, without further ado, right. I have been Asherathi. This has been Rundle, Kenneth and Torvald and I appreciate you guys all coming and watching hope you had a great time and we'll see you in space <laughs>